this podcast is going to be about a process in litigation, sometimes before litigation, called mediation. And mediation basically is a fancy word for a settlement conference. And we do try in our practice to coordinate a pre-suit mediation or a mediation before a lawsuit is filed so that the insurance adjuster or insurance company involved in a claim has an opportunity to have some face time with the people we represent. I like to do this because oftentimes, and our clients in particular, make a really good presentation. They're sincere, they're honest, and they just give the impression uh, that's appropriate and I think it's too late. By the time you filed suit and you started the litigation process and everyone's dug their heels in, uh, the one time they get to see uh, the client is either in a deposition or at a post-lawsuit uh, mediation, if you will, once the lawsuit's been filed and the case is tiptoeing towards trial. So when we can, uh, we try to encourage the insurance company to consider it. And oftentimes, at least um, in my experience, they seem to not want to participate, either that it's not going to be beneficial or fruitful in resolving the claim. I think that's a poor uh, position. I think really what it comes down to is time and their limitations as an adjuster. It's really hard to take time from their busy day in reviewing and handling numerous claims um, and then taking half a day or whatever it takes to mediate a case. It's just kind of hard to commit to that. So some companies I like uh, have taken this more serious and they have field adjusters that will go out and mediate cases. And that's whether it's in litigation or as I prefer pre-suit litigation if possible. So let's talk about the basic functions of a mediation. Well, mediation's intended to get the parties together to talk about the claim, the case, and discuss the injuries, the damages, the claims being presented by the injured party, and that's done by the injured party's attorney. And then the counter to that is to sit back and listen to the defense side, the insurance adjuster or insurance company's position as to why they believe in their evaluation the claim doesn't have the same value or is much less than what the injured party is claiming. So there is a mediator. This is the person that is hired by both parties, an unbiased mediator paid by both parties um, for their services. And they're usually very skilled, experienced attorneys who have pulled out of actively practicing as a trial lawyer or an attorney in the active practice of being an attorney or lawyer, but now function as someone who serves as a mediator. So probably not the clearest way to say that, but mediators mediate, lawyers uh, lawyer, if you will. So uh, once the mediator is uh, chosen by both parties and hired, there's a mediation date that's set and everyone shows up and gives their presentations. And if all things go well, the case will settle or the claim will settle. If things don't get resolved, the case does not settle, but it doesn't mean, and I think I see a lot of clients with this concern, is, oh my goodness, case hasn't settled, that means we're going to trial automatically. No, it does not. A lot of things happen after a mediation and before a trial. In fact, sometimes, and it seems to be more now 
another stepping stone towards resolving claims. It gives, like I said, both parties the opportunity to appreciate the opposite side. What is the position being taken and why? And for example, uh, our clients, our clients in general, see their claims through their own eyes, what they've suffered, the bills they've incurred, the income they've lost, the effects on their life. What the insurance companies are looking at is the records. Most likely there's been some type of a previous event. Someone's had a similar injury in their medical records in the past. The insurance company certainly doesn't want to compensate someone for injuries that the at-fault insured, the insurance company's customer caused. Um, they they want to, that's what they're responsible for. What happened in the accident? That becomes a big issue in our cases. What is the cause of the injuries? Is it solely from the accident in question? Or is it a combination of age or weight or repetitive work or pre-existing problems? And as you can imagine, those things can become complicated. So um, that's where the debate is. Sometimes it's the amount of impact. How much damage was there to the cars involved? Um, it, there is no correlation necessarily between uh, the amount of damage and how injured somebody is. And I always give the example that I've had many cases where um, there was tremendous damage to the vehicles, total losses, airbags deployed, but our clients fortunately fared relatively well. And then I've had even something as small as a parking lot accident with minor impact, but it just happens to be the way the impact occurred, the way my client was rotated or looking in whatever direction, or maybe their particular condition, and that's what causes a serious injury enough to require surgery. So I really like mediations, and the reason I'm talking about it is because I just left one. And unfortunately, it didn't settle, so I'll call that a failed mediation. Um, but every mediation to me is at least getting us more information and hopefully getting the parties closer to resolution so that we don't have to uh, go take up the court's time and pick a jury and use up their time and really take a chance because there's a lot involved with trying cases, and we'll talk about that in a different podcast. But going back to mediation, I will tell you that in my experience, two to three hours would normally get a case resolved or not resolved, at least mediated. And if it gets done at mediation, uh, documentation is exchanged, settlement checks come within 20 days, and cases can be dispersed and everyone can go their separate way. And I think that's ultimately what everybody wants, the insurance company, the attorneys involved, and our client. It's looking for closure. But um, as I tell these insurance adjusters many times, um, our clients are looking to get fairly compensated. They are not here, it's not a fire sale. There are bills to deal with, there are future concerns of bills to be incurred. Obviously our attorney's fees are part of the equation. And unfortunately some insurance adjusters just don't come to the table at mediation with enough to resolve the claim. And that's either due to, well, many things, but either poor adjusting, poor preparation, or, or maybe the lawyer uh, hasn't given all the information needed, uh, whether there's been new procedures done or something more significant that they forgot to include. And so not having all the pieces to the puzzle is really not fair to the insurance adjuster insurance company because they can't properly evaluate if you don't give them everything. So I've learned to really give the adjusters and everyone involved as much information before we show up to mediation in order that all the ingredients, if you will, 
can be considered and fair resolution can hopefully occur. We do have a pretty high success rate at mediation, but as I mentioned, um, today's mediation was not successful in that we did not get it settled. So, uh, moving along. I want to talk about, um, well now that I've kind of explained a successful mediation, let's talk about a failed mediation and why mediations fail. Number one, you've got to prepare your client. That's my job as an attorney and really the defense lawyer who defends the insured, the insurance company's customer, the at-fault party. Uh, we've got a duty to really educate our clients before we get to a mediation, whether it's before suit or once a suit's filed. And by that I mean let our clients know what to expect. Understand that this is somewhat adversarial and that no one's uh, going to accept everything that you're conveying on either side. So if there's going to be things that are indisputable, the parties will agree on. And there's things that people will dispute greatly, whether it be amount of damage, whether it be causation of the injuries, permanency of the injuries, the true effects of the injuries on the individual and the amount of damages or money that they're seeking. And so in our practice, uh, I think that we spend a lot of time in doing the best job we can to put all the cards on the table, let everybody know uh, on our end, hey, listen, your case has some issues. You have to recall the way this accident happened, for example, it's not clear who ran the red light. And so a jury may not necessarily believe your rendition of the facts when you testify. Um, there is in our state comparative fault. So that means that if for some reason the jury thinks that both parties contributed 50-50, that whatever verdict they came back at would be discounted by that percentage. And you can use whatever percentage you want. I just threw 50-50 out there, but it could be 70-30 or 80-20 or whatnot. And I think that when we have these genuine and sincere conversations with our clients and when they go to mediation and they have the knowledge and the understanding of what to expect and what not to expect, I might add, that at least they go and it's a comfortable experience and they can make the best decision for them. And, and that's an important point too. At mediation, the only person making the decision is the client. Uh, what I mean by that is I'm never going to force a client, and neither is any other lawyer going to force their client to settle. Neither is the mediator. We give uh, the best uh, information that we can and advice, and ultimately it's the client's decision to decide whether or not they want to accept uh, the last uh, offer being made. Um, when mediations fail, as it did today, um, like I said, I think it's a stepping stone. And so I encourage my clients that we will continue to work forward. Yes, trial is imminent. Yes, there will be more effort, time, and expense in going forward. Uh, we will be talking to the experts involved, the doctors or surgeons or any medical provider that's helped. We might be taking their depositions and that's where the expenses start to grow exponentially. Uh, to take a deposition of a doctor uh, is in the thousands of dollars. To have a doctor come testify live in person at trial is uh, easily $10,000 depending on their specialty. So taking a case to trial for the lawyer and his client can easily incur $30,000 plus 
And this is something to really think about at mediation because people kind of have a vision as to what they want to settle their case for as a gross amount. But ultimately, what's the most important part of the settlement, whether it be pre-suit, after the suit's filed, at mediation, is what is the net recovery to the client? What will the client recover to themselves personally after deductions for the medical bills, the attorney's fees, the litigation expenses? And sometimes it's not easily appreciated in that going forward and getting a significant verdict sounds great, but ultimately once the, uh, the settlement is dispersed, um, that the client doesn't really get as much uh, to compensate them as they thought. And so we like to show them, uh, I do, uh, what it would be if a case went to trial, what the expenses would be projected, the medical bills, and what the client would recover on a, on a good day, if you will, at, at trial. And then run the calculations at mediation and show them what they would recover without all those expenses that are going to be incurred going to trial, and not to mention the time that's involved for the client, the attorney, obviously. Uh, and there's risk. What I mean by risk is, is just because you think you've got a solid case, just because you think you've got injuries that almost anybody would appreciate and compensate for, I'm here to tell you that doesn't happen all the time. Juries sometimes just regardless of the facts aren't inclined to compensate and I don't mean that in any negative way it's just different juries have different results and there is no guarantee at trial for either side the insurance company or the injured party these are things that happen in real time and there simply is no guarantee and so it's a risk it's a risk for all involved and so getting a resolution at a mediation a settlement meeting is good for everybody. It eliminates a lot of time, a lot of resources, a lot of money, and a lot of risk. And so I'm a big proponent of mediations. Certainly, if we can get an adjuster or an insurance company to consider something before the lawsuit is filed, this is really huge and helps both sides. Um, and I encourage uh, other attorneys, and, and if you have an attorney, to talk about that concept or idea um, clearly, uh, speak to your own attorney for legal advice. It's certainly not our intention of the podcast. This is just a uh, free uh, dialogue, a conversation of information that people always ask me about at that cocktail party or, uh, you know, at uh, some event. And so I thought, you know what, why not at least get it out there? And if it does spark some interest or somebody wants to talk to me about it more specifically, hey, I'm always available. So with that being said, uh, I thank you for taking a few minutes, about 15 minutes here to listen to me about mediations. I hope it was helpful. If there is any subject matter, uh, any some any any uh, thoughts about injury cases or, or how things are, are handled in our world, uh, whether it's something you just are curious about or you know you, you maybe have been involved in, give us a call. Uh, we're always available at 727-528-1114. Find us on the web at uh, InjuryCrashTeam.com. Be safe out there and talk to you soon.